रोशनी का करवा My name is George Abraham, and uh, welcome to this edition of Iway Conversations. Today, my guest is Gunit Sethi, who is uh, had a variegated career. He she began her career as an administrator, but then went on to become a communicator, trainer, and a motivational speaker. She has several years of experience. She started her career as a teacher. and uh, while she was teaching at the delhi public school she was diagnosed with uh, retinitis pigmentosa and she lost her vision or should i say she started losing her vision and she decided to quit her job and um, uh, and and uh, gurit uh, hi and uh, tell me um, at this point of time you opted to get out of your teaching job and uh, how exactly did you deal with that situation at that point of time and uh, you quickly got back into a kind of a professional life so can you tell us a little bit about that journey uh, yes uh, hi and um, yes i will surely um, you know um, george um, yes when i uh, was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa it was um, uh well i never saw it coming and it was absolutely a shock for me uh, it was as if everything went on a standstill mode um so i was i had lost my confidence completely i was totally shattered and i have was not in a in a frame of mind to face the people i can so, understand yeah so my first um, reaction was to quit my job and be in the comfort of my own home uh but that was not to be i realized that was not my real self and um i um, yes uh, i have to admit that i was on a denial mode for the longest time but i was fortunate to be surrounded by a wonderful uh, support uh, system with friends and family that i could um, get on and pull up my socks and um, realize that uh, i i cannot live a life uh, wearing a label of disability and so i i i just um, i just uh, took a call to live a life that i always lived so what exactly did you do uh, gunit so um so george to begin with i had to deal with my own attitude towards accepting my eye condition you yes. know because um uh it was it was a, a very tough task because yeah. uh, and i um you know i couldn't even fathom a life uh, staying indoors all the time 
So to deal with it in a positive way was one of my first uh, uh, task for myself, you know? Yes, yes. And I started thinking of how to deal with it. I, I went on a little, uh, so to say, on a solution mode, uh, trying to see what now, what next. Yeah. Fortunately, started, uh, you know, since teaching was always my passion, I, you know, I, I started um, helping a little, uh, a few of the underprivileged uh, children in and around my area. So once I started doing that, you know, uh, gradually my confidence came back to me because I was able to do something for somebody in my own way. And so that was my first step to deal with my attitude, which uh, was going on a little negative note. And once I got my confidence back, um, I started meeting people. I started moving out with my friends. Uh, and I think um, life so, just went on one so, after so the other. Let me interrupt here and ask you. So when you went out with your friends, what exactly do you mean? You went out on holidays or you went out <laughs> shopping or you went out, uh, what, what did you go out, go out for? Like like anyone uh, goes out with friends, George. So so my friends uh, were we had uh, we had a shopping spree. My friends would uh, uh, insist that I accompany them to the movie hall, despite my saying that you know uh, what will I do? You know. Yeah. So so they insisted. No, you can still listen, and uh, we'll explain you the visuals. So right. that was very sweet of them. And um, I think, um, and my initial hesitation to deal with my blindness in public places got over like that. And um, I went shopping with them. I went to restaurants. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, meaning, uh, you know, being blind and, uh, you know, uh, going to a restaurant, did you have any kind of orientation to deal with <laughs> restaurant situations or uh, you learned it the hard way by eating from somebody else's plate or uh, drinking somebody else's <laughs> glass, of, glass of water, you know, uh, meaning, <laughs> were there any, was it a smooth transition or were there any kind of uh, funny situations? Uh, well, um, uh, although my friends were quite conscious about my situation and they would help me around the table and my chair and my crockery cutlery. Yeah. But still, well, uh, funny things did happen. Uh, I can laugh on it now, but at that point in time, I felt a little embarrassed. You yeah. know, I was, uh, let me give you an example. I was um, trying to eat from my for uh, uh, from my spoon. Yeah. And I, every time I would put it in my, close to my mouth, I felt that there was nothing there and I till till my friend told me you're holding the spoon upside down <laughs> so, <laughs> so so yeah things like that did happen but uh, well I got over it <laughs> I'm good it's good that you can laugh about it now so yes. moving moving forward uh, I was reading in your CV that uh, you started working with some place called the hunger project 
how did that happen and uh, what was your experience there so another step forward to be able to do something um, uh, in the in the uh, in the mainstream so um, so as as i started developing my confidence more and more i began to realize that um, uh, you know uh, there were more things that i could do and um, hunger project came my way through a friend and uh, you know uh, the 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 uh, the technology and all that was something that i was not aware of at all so like a, a layman my friend did offer me a job um, at her office and um, uh so she she uh, out of concern she gave me a place at the front desk and asked me to handle the telephone part of the front desk yeah and um, so that went off very well but my biggest learning and my experience over there was that uh you know um i had to uh unlearn and learn a lot of things because trying to be in the mainstream at the front desk i realized that it is very important for me to rework on my body language track the sound eye contact so these were very new experiences because i was learning to do things differently you know Yeah. So so this was one of my biggest learning and it was the first time I was working um, with my blindness away from home you know Yeah so, I can imagine I can imagine you know eye contact normally comes naturally to people and when you're blind hmm tendency is to look down or look wherever your eyeballs go but hmm. uh, being conscious that uh, you know to you know to be socially part of the um, community you need to have eye to eye contact and i think yes, you got to be yes. conscious of it and for a blind yeah. person it's quite quite uh, you know it's it's taken for granted and uh, i guess you you're right you have to kind of be conscious of it yeah and it was a task to be achieved and i think i have um, i have excelled in that now <laughs> and also the other point you make that you know your your, your dependence on your hearing became also uh. quite critical Yes. So, uh, so how did you kind of transition to actually technology? So I, George, I have to, I will happily give that credit to you because um, you were the first one who kind of told me that there is a technology like this exists where uh, I can work on the computer. I had um, honestly uh, was quite unaware of it. and um, so uh, once i came to know about it um, uh, i uh, was uh, i went to the institute national association for the blind in new delhi and um, and i was uh, introduced to this software called jaws jaws and i started working on the computer first time in my life and um, and when i when i worked on it for a week or so i took my lessons and honestly that 
George was the most elating moment of my life. I think um, it was the biggest turning point. And when I was able to read and write, I think I just screamed to myself, oh, wow, I can <laughs> read and write once again. Honestly, the most elating moment of my life so far. In fact, I remember meeting you for the first <laughs> time at the FIKI, uh, where, where we were both attending a, a FIKI conference. And yes. I remember meeting you at lunchtime. Uh, and, and that's exactly where it happened. <laughs> so, so uh, Guneet, uh, you learned your co computers and you, you kind of uh, realized that you could read and write. And uh, did that make a difference for you at the job front? It made a difference all over, you know, my confidence and honest, and of course they upgraded me at my workplace. And um, I had, a, I had a, a PC to my own and I was working and I was taking printouts and I was doing a whole lot of things uh, after learning the technology. So, so you you were kind of uh, kind of doing a front desk kind of job initially. Yes. Um, so, uh, how did that profile change? So the profile changed to uh, getting new responsibilities. You know, I was always there at the front desk, but I was able to do more liaisoning. I was able to email. I was able to, uh, you know. Uh, uh, do other administrative jobs in the office. So the my job profile per se upgraded. Excellent. So so what you must have realized is that each time you're empowered, you're capable of giving more to the company or the employers uh, who have uh, given you the opportunity. Uh, yes, yes. I, 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 I never failed them, you know, since they gave me the time to go and take my computer lessons. I came back to add value to the organization. So now after about 10 to 12 years of working with uh, Hunger Project, I think you moved on to another organization called Be Able. The name yes. suggests that this is a training set, set up. Uh, yes, a, it's a skilling organization. It's a skilling organization. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, tell me the story behind how you made this move and uh, what exactly were you doing? Uh, you know, you were an administrator here uh, at the, in, mm -hmm. in your previous uh, Avatar. So when yes. you got into this new place, you got into training and uh, content writing and so on. So how yes. did that uh, transition happen? So yes, George, while I, so I was for a long time with the Hunger Project doing a similar kind of job for several years. Yeah. And like I said that, um, you know, every, every single day there was, um, there was a, you know, uh, the level of my work uh, and my own um, confidence in myself uh, increased. Yeah. And I began to realize that uh, for some reason that I am not being able to use my potential to its maximum. Right. You know, and when that happened, I started thinking for myself and I started exploring my own self as to what all, what else can I do to, to you know, to satisfy that uh, desire to do more? Yeah. You know, for some reason, um, I was uh, just doing the same job and somewhere down the line, I felt it was getting monotonous. So I 
began to um, nurture my skills and um, then uh, you know gradually doing other things at home and other home uh, you know extra things that i wanted to do maybe think about my hobbies but down the line i i was i got this opportunity to for this uh, working in this organization and a friend of mine asked me to uh, you know apply there and uh, uh, you're, talking and, about, you're talking about be able now right be able so i got a job i mean i applied there and uh, uh, things worked for me although um, it was a big and a huge mainstream organization with over 1000 employees around so they had never dealt with a with a blind person and yes. uh, and obviously they went through a lot of a series of interviews because uh, remember hunger project i had a friend who put me in there but right. here i had nobody so yes. it was all my own uh, people uh, you know my own skill and my own thing that helped me get in there and since i was a teacher by profession and teaching has always been my passion and training was another form of teaching yeah i had to give a demo of how i worked on the computer and how i can handle uh, tasks on the computer yes yes and i did tell them that i would need a little orientation and a little help to begin with once i am comfortable with the surroundings and the space i'll be able to handle a lot of things on my own so that confidence i had to give them and i was lucky enough to be a part of their team and uh, i had a very wonderful um, mentor and team members who who helped me move on and i think um, i did a pretty good job there um, i was able, i was training um, the young uh, uh, learners uh, they were between uh, what 18 to 30 uh mostly the rural youth that's what the organization used to do so i um was able to um you know um so teaching in school was different and here teaching was with the difference i was able to conduct training lessons i was able to guide them to work towards their softer aspects uh of uh, towards their attitude building and you know Uh, whatever the training uh, module was i was able to deliver, deliver it and i graduated to training the trainers then you know so um uh, but certainly um, to reach that position uh i must say that i had to work overtime then what a sighted person would have done i had to do a lot of homework and lot of preparation to be able to deliver my work perfectly <clears throat> and that was my uh, my idea and my uh, thought also so uh, so uh, if i understood you right uh, while you were kind of training the trainers while you were conducting the training programs with the students being a blind person you had to put in those extra hours to prepare and uh, not only prepare your content but also being familiar with the uh, presentation tools like powerpoint and so on 
Plus, Absolutely. I guess your body language also would have been important, right? Yes, yes, yes. Very important because if the if I don't give a proper eye contact to my learners, they would not pay attentive to me. Did they know that you were blind, or 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 uh, or, or, or the kind of got to know uh, later? Uh, well, I did not introduce myself as a blind person, yeah. but uh, I'm sure, um, uh, you know, the, the whispers down the room must have, uh, they, they, do, they did come to know, but I did not tell them. How did they kind of respond to you by and large? Were they, were they kind of welcoming or were they hostile or uh, they had to behave because uh, uh, the, the, the rules of the Institute kind of required them to behave? You know, when I uh, took the stage to conduct my delivery, yeah. uh, uh, of course, there was a, a colleague of mine who would uh, probably, who helped me get onto the center of the stage and, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that, that motion, so people who, my learners who were there, who were seeing me for the first time, they probably were a little apprehensive of, how am I going to do my training or uh, deliver my lesson? Yeah. But I think my, my ability to deliver, my preparation, just, um, just it, it didn't matter to them because they were responding to every question, every lesson. And um, the most gratifying thing was after the training session, they would all come back to me to... Um, to express their uh, thanks and uh, you know um, uh, you know even uh, to the extent extent that they would just um, you know get more emotional than I would to say that how I could do something like that. So uh, uh, Gunita I also know that uh, you have a passion and a love for uh, broadcasting and voicing <laughs> uh, and I know that you've uh, done programs for with radio and uh, and um, you've also done voiceovers and so on. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, you know, George, uh, you know, a human body and a human mind is so amazing that um, it has the tremendous potential to do more. And if you are able to recognize it, I think lots of things come your way. And my desire and my stint at voiceover was one such thing, you know. Yeah. I, yes, I, I have always wanted to do voiceovers, but never got a chance. And here, because I was focusing on what is there than what is missing. Right. I realized that this is a skill mm -hmm. that I should um, maybe work on. And uh, uh, I, I took a little shot uh, that, what is that called? Flash course training or whatever, just yeah. 10 days training to kind of formally understand um, how um, voiceovers work. And um, uh, uh, of course, once again, uh, credit goes to you for giving me that opportunity to uh, uh, speak on um, Ye Hai Roshni Ka Karwa, that uh, IWA uh, program. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, yes, and there, um, 
there the my voiceover journey started and i and uh, all india radio um, uh, came my way and there were other uh, organizations i worked with to give my voice on um, uh, education based films so um now tell me a... tell me it's not very easy to get these assignments uh, like uh, how did you go about it meaning did you uh, is it <laughs> it wasn't easy it wasn't easy but my passion kept me at it and i have gone to several organizations to give my audition um but uh, uh, it was always a polite uh, answer that we will get back to you because they they often questioned me that um, you know you're unable to see so how will you do voice over yes and my repeated question uh, answer to that their question was that uh, you don't need eyes to do voice overs so <laughs> so the next question was uh, how would you read the script right. and it was a, and it was a valid question right and all i had to tell them that um, if you could give me a soft copy on my email uh, i will come back prepared so so it worked somewhere it didn't work the other places but wherever it worked i did my best excellent excellent so uh, the the next question i have is uh, in uh, in in earlier this year that is 2020 you did a you did a, 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 a ted talk now the ted talk is uh, is is something which is a privilege very few people get this opportunity to do the ted talk and uh, you know it's only people like sashi tharoor and uh, you know big names scientists and great uh, literary people who actually get a chance to do it so tell us a little bit about this ted business how did you get it and uh, what did you speak about well um, um, <laughs> i i wouldn't tell you much about my ted uh, content maybe you'd uh, have to ask your viewers to uh, yeah maybe they could maybe they could yeah it. maybe maybe But they what? could uh, they could they could search gunit sethi on youtube and uh, Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, but what I can tell you George that uh, in my TED talk um, I used a metaphor of coffee. Yeah. And um, uh, the perfect cup of coffee and yeah. let me and I want to tell you that uh, I can brew a perfect cup of coffee now. Yeah. And I and I worked and I worked to make my coffee better every day. and that was the message that i wanted to convey to my listeners and my viewers during the uh, during the ted talk um you know for, for me it was a very exciting and a very cathartic experience because i could um, i could i could just put down my emotions in the way i felt right so did you go to california for this or you did it um, uh... <laughs> no yeah unfortunately um, uh, i uh, it was the covid that uh, that put uh, breaks in my travel but uh, the organization there was a uh, uh, institute here in uh, ncr who was supposed to conduct it and um, but uh, since covid came in the way um, uh, we had to do a live online program 
So that was another challenge uh, that came my way um, uh, to, to speak online on an event as big as this, but uh, it worked. Right. Uh, you know, in fact, I have listened to this TED talk a couple of times, uh, and and I must tell you, Gudith, it was splendid. It was wonderful. <laughs> and uh, so I also know that uh, you have, uh, in recent times, in the last couple of years, uh, started uh, traveling to different uh, educational institutions, student bodies, universities, and even corporates where you have been actually sharing from your life and uh, motivating people. So that's wonderful. Uh, I would like to ask you another question. You know, uh, you've, um, you know, uh, you've, you're, you've moved quite a bit since the day uh, you, you kind of uh, stung, stunned by uh, the diagnosis of being blind. You've traveled quite a long distance. And uh, I would like to ask you, uh, what is your definition of a successful person? What is your idea of success? Um, you're right, George. I've come a long way, but I haven't stopped. I still have a long way to go. But, you know, for me, success, success, um, if you ask me to define success, uh, well, success for me has never really been materialistic, uh, you know, so to say in materialistic terms, for me, success has been um, more towards being happy and, uh, you know, happy and satisfied. So if I, if I define a success, well, I could say that um, uh, it's an, it's a continuous and an ongoing process towards raising your own bar right that's that's what i have been doing and um, and i've been feeling very happy about it and if you raise your own bar um, the, the materialistic success comes your way <laughs> so uh, if i were to kind of put put your definition of uh, success into one word it is all about happiness happiness uh, to raise and to raise your own bar yeah okay so, uh, uh, Gunit, it's been wonderful uh, talking with you. Uh, you've had a wonderful journey. It's truly inspirational. And uh, I would like to take this opportunity that you continue to raise your bar and continue to be happy. And uh, may you have a great, wholesome, wonderful life ahead. Take Thank you, George. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Take care. Wonderful. I will. Yeah, Roshani ka karbaan